0: So I want to actually, you know, we have a couple of weeks here, this week and then um, next week, because we're going to be taking a Sabbath. That's right. Rest is of the Lord. Rest is anointed. Come on. I heard a preacher say rest is a weapon. Come on, somebody. So we're going to take um, uh, some time off. We'll take the month of December off, and then we're going to jump right back in um, December 31st at 11 p.m., 11:30 p.m. That's right um, for our annual New Year's Eve prayer and declaration time, and uh, we did it on Zoom last year, and it was awesome. I mean, so many people jumped on the Zoom, so we're going to do that again. We're going to do that again. So I want you to jump in on the Zoom with us, and all that information will I'll be posting that when that gets closer. Amen. But with that said, um, I felt the need to um, just minister in a place of what brought us to this morning, you know, starting in July. Every every session, you know, the Lord kind of gives like an over overarching theme, um, a place where he wants us to go to, and then he just kind of builds upon it. Amen. And I love it because he just, you know, he'll lay the foundation, then he'll do brick by brick by brick. And I'm just, you know, part of the construction crew, (laughs) you know, and he's like, okay, I want you to hammer here. I want you to nail there. I want you to chisel here. Come on, somebody. I need to paint over there. So he's just, he's building this thing. He's building this thing. So one of the things that he um, shared in the beginning of this session in July was that we are to come to the altar. And what I had shared in the beginning is, you know, when I got saved, um, I responded to an altar call, um, and I I actually – the night I got saved, I didn't go to the altar, but when I came back after I got saved on a Wednesday night Bible study, on that Sunday, um, I responded to an altar call, and I was – grew up Catholic, so I didn't really understand all of that, but something in me was like pushing me towards the front, and I responded, and that day I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so one of the things the Lord has really spoken to me is that you don't see a lot of that um, nowadays in in the modern church, I guess, if you would call it. Um, There's not a lot of altar calls it's like, and so there was that question in my spirit, like, where are the altars? Where are the altar calls? Because I know for myself, every single time I would respond to the call to the altar, God would change me. He would transform me. He would renew me. He, There would be deliverance. There would be breakthrough. And, you know, I see people going into the house of God and coming out the same way. But what if we had our altars back? Come on. What if we had a return to the altar? So the Lord said, "Come to the altar." And you know what's interesting? I've heard many people um, speak of this. Many prophetic people, pastors, they're talking about the return of the altar. They're talking about this, and um, I just, I, I'm telling you, God is saying, "Come to the altar." It's where that's where the 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 work is done. That's where you're. Totally connected with him in a deeper way. Those of you who want to go deeper, um, and and you're altered, you're changed. And so then we go to our theme verse, which is Romans twelve one, which is actually my life verse. Um, I have a couple of them, but this is one of them. Which you know, Paul says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you would present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable." Because that's your reasonable service. Amen. And verse 2 goes on to say this. Let me get to it. Because I don't want to butcher. Come on. Mm-hmm. But, but, butcher verse 2. Um, and so let's go there. And it says here. Um, Okay, I'm in the wrong scripture. Hold on. (laughs) Um, And do not, come on, and do not be conformed to this world. Ain't this something we need to be reading every day? But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable perfect will of God. Amen. And so the altar... Right? What we've learned in this session is that the altar alters you. You're altered at the altar. You're changed. You're transformed. Come on. Because your mind is renewed. And so, with that, the Lord began to speak to me about wine. <laughs> you know, wine, it's very interesting how wine is produced. And there has to be a crushing, come on, there has to be a process, um, a pouring, there's all these things that happen to produce that one, you know, cup of wine, amen? And so we're going to kind of go there this week because wine, understands, if you look at the process of wine and the the making of it, amen, it has to be transformed, it has to be changed, it has to be altered, and so we're going to talk a lot about that, but what I first want to talk about is a scripture that Jesus spoke of in Mark. And I want you to go there with me if you're able, or take notes so you can go back, because I I want you just to really have this resonate in you. Um, And so uh, one of the things I think is interesting is that as we're going into a week of Thanksgiving, um, this is a time for us to reflect on what we're thankful for, um, have a, just a time of gratitude, amen. It's a time of giving. It's a time of sowing. Come on. Um, you think about one of the reasons why we partake in the meal is because, you know, uh, a group of people wanted to celebrate um, the bounty and, and the, the goodness of God and what he had done. And so that's what we do during this time, but one of the things, Jesus was asked a question, and I want to read what he said um, about wine, um, in particular, what has to happen when you have wine, where you got to store it, what, how you have to keep it, um, because each one of us, through this um, session, we've received new wine, Amen. Come on, we've received new wine, amen? God has done a new thing in our midst. We've seen him break open, break forth, pour out every single morning, Monday through Friday since July. He has done incredible things, miracles, signs, wonders, healing, baptism of the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Deliverance on a phone call. He's done so much, he's given us new wine, but he's, he's highlighting something in this verse because he says, as I give you this wine, it needs to be housed, come on, in the right instrument. I don't want you to take this new thing that I'm doing, amen, and just keep it in your old self because you've come to the altar. And you're altered, you're changed. So what are you doing with this new wine? So listen to this, listen to this. So Mark 2, and I'm going to start at verse 18 because I want you to get the context. It says, the disciples of John and of the Pharisees were fasting. Then they came and said to him, Jesus, why do the disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Amen. And Jesus said to them, can the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment or else the new piece pulls away from the old, and the tear is made worse. And no one, listen to this, puts new wine, come on, into old wineskins, or else the new wine bursts the wineskins, and the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine, come on, <laughs> must be put into new wineskins. New wine must be put into new wineskins. This new wine that he's given you. So what is Jesus trying to say? <laughs> what Jesus, what are you trying to tell us? Jesus <laughs> He's telling you that the new thing he's doing can't stay in your old way of thinking. Come on. The new thing he's doing can't stay in your old way of living. You see, when you come to the altar all these weeks, all these days, that new wine can't be in the old you. There has to be a new wineskin. If it stays in the old, it will burst and it will spill out. That's what Jesus said. So in other words, Everything he's done, everything he's poured into you, the new thing, the new wine will just be wasted. Come on. It'll be wasted. And so what he wanted them to understand is, see, the Pharisees had rules. The Pharisees were inflexible and they were rigid and brittle. And see, they had received this new wine, but they couldn't break away of the old way. They had to keep fasting and doing things a certain way. And he was saying, you see, look at what they're doing. They're doing the old pattern with a new thing. Come on, somebody. We can't take the new thing and put it in the old pattern. We can't. Be brittle, have rules, limitations. That's my word, right, (laughs) for 2021. No limits. So the new wine can't be limited in the old wineskin. Amen? If it does go into that, it'll break apart. It'll spill out. It'll be wasted, right? And one of the things we have to understand is in Christ, amen, we've been set free. I'm going to say that again. In Christ, we've been set free. Galatians 5, 1 reminds us, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Come on. For freedom, Christ Christ has set us free. He set you free for freedom. And so if we remain in the legalistic come on r- you know routines uh systems organizations come on and he's giving you new wine he's telling you then it'll be wasted in the old wine skin don't waste the new thing that God has done He says, I'm giving you new wine and new wineskin. So guess what has to happen? You have to shed off the old wineskin. You have to take those old ways of thinking off once and for all. Come to the altar and be altered. You see, in those days, the Pharisees really believed that what they were doing was obedient, right? Because they were they were um, obeying in the order of the command. And they also believed that they were obeying because they wanted to do that thing and that there was no sacrifice. There was no honor in it. But one of the things Jesus wanted them to understand is That with him, with Christ, with the new wine, there's actually a change of heart. And it's not that I have to do it. I want to do it because my heart's been changed. Come on, somebody. Come on. I don't have to. I want to. (laughs) Right? That's the difference. That's what he was trying to say. This new wine causes you to want to instead of I have to. I gotta do this check mark. I gotta do that check mark. He says the old way of thinking, your how you approach this journey with him, desperately seeking Jesus, is not going to be in the old pattern of things, and it will be a change of heart. Your heart will be changed. You will want to do this. You will want to come to the altar. You will want to obey him. You will want to do that. It, it's it's a sacrifice, but it's not uh, like oh my gosh, I gotta do this now. No, I want to. My heart's been changed, right? We want to love him. We want to um, look like him. So we we want this new wine. And then there's freedom. There's freedom. Amen. One of the things that I want you to also understand is Jesus wasn't saying that there was a new um, movement of his spirit. No. What he was saying was that these words, so I want you to get this, right? It's it's a focus. Now, He he was speaking to his audience about his role as the Messiah and how his followers serve him according to his will. He he wanted them to understand that. You see, the ones who follow me will do it according to my will, my word. They won't do a religious pattern. They will do it because their heart's been changed, their mind has been changed, and they're free. So this new wine can't stay in the old wineskin. There's something that it, it begins to transform and change. And and one of the things we're going to talk about this week is even when Jesus changed the water into wine at the wedding, many people know about this, right? The wedding at Cana, one of the first miracles that Jesus did, but We're going to go even deeper this week about this transformation because here's the thing. Jesus literally changed the molecular structure of water, and it became wine. Do you not know that that's what he did with you? That was a picture of what he does with you, salvation. That's what salvation is. And here's the other thing, and um, I heard of I, I was you know uh, heard a preacher say this yesterday. The enemy can't take your salvation. Why? Because you've been transformed. You've been changed. You're li- literally when you go into salvation, your molecular structure has been transformed. So the wa- the wine, come on, you came in as water, come on somebody, and you've been made wine. So this new wine can't stay in the old pattern. Are you tracking with me? Amen? This new thing that he's done, you can't keep living your old lifestyle. And many people struggle, struggle for years, come on, because they can't let go of the old. They can't, you know, let the Lord transform your mind. That's why Romans 2 says it. Don't be conformed to the pattern of this world but tr- be transformed by how? The renewing of your mind. You see, the new wine renews your mind. You begin to want to think different, talk different. If you're still in the old pattern, that's the old wine skin, And Jesus says, get rid of that. Get rid of the old. Because it'll spill out. It'll be wasted. I, you know, I think about those who walk with the Lord for years and then they 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 just fall off. Like, what happened? They were so on fire. Well, because they have the new wine, but they still have the, new, the old wine skin. Okay? And so for each and every one of us, come on, because you know, I'm always going to be humble, open, and transparent. We all got old wine skins in there. Come on now. Oh, maybe some of you are, you know, real perfect. <laughs> but I'll be real. I got some old wineskins. There's some places in me that God's like, ooh, that's an old wine skin, honey. And you got to shed that off. So when we come to the altar, he takes off that wineskin. And he gives you a new one that therefore you can house this new wine. You can hold this new wine. And this new wine that's in you, ooh. It's powerful. It's powerful. But can I tell you there's a process to it. <laughs> there's been a process. You've got you've had to get up early. Come on. Normally you were sleeping at this time. No, but you said, "No, I'm gonna get up." That's a process to the why. I'm gonna sacrifice. Come on, I'm gonna lay down my old life, my old way of thinking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit at His feet. Amen. And and many of you come on every day, every day. As Mama Gladys says, she said, "This is my breakfast, honey." She's getting the new wine every day. She's drinking every morning. Come on. The Holy Spirit. Now, calm down. <laughs> don't don't get upset now. But she's drinking in the Holy Spirit every morning. And every time we drink, come on, somebody, we're getting filled. This new wine is just filling us up. Mm. And it, it, it's, it's a new wineskin because we've come to the altar and we've shut off the old. We're laying that down right? We're presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Come on. We're just laying ourselves in the house. Lord, take away that old wineskin. Take away that old wineskin. But the Lord said, before you take your Sabbath, if there's any old wineskin in you, lay it down. And I heard in my spirit, I surrender all. I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. Anybody else ready to surrender? Ready to say, Lord, take any old wine skin out of me. I want the new wine. I want the new wine skin. I want the new thoughts. I want the new walk. I want the new talk. And I'm even talking to those of you who's been walking with him for 30 plus years, 50 years, 60 years. Guess what? He's got new wine for you too. <laughs> Come on, don't be like the Pharisees. Uh-oh. <laughs> don't be like them. Oh, I, I got the wine, you know, 30 years ago, so you know. No, 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 no. There's a new wine. There's a new wine. We should be saying, God, bring the new wine every day. I want this daily wine. This is the communion. I want it daily. But he says, I'll give it. But you got to get rid of the old wineskin, the old pattern of thinking, right? The legalistic mindset, right? This, this is not a new move of God. This, this is a, this is just how He is. <laughs> well, oh, this must be a new move of God, new wine. No, no, <laughs> this is what He is. It's always been available, and He wants to pour it into you. So right now, I want you to take a moment and do some inventory. Come on. As we enter in this week of thanksgiving and gratitude, listen, some of us, we've got family members that we're going to be around. And some of them, we really don't want to be around. Come on, somebody. Maybe it's because of something they did something they said, and there's a place in you that still there's a hook because you can feel it every time you think about the fact that you have to sit at the same table with that person, and you're dreading it. You put on the good Christianese face faith and you say all the right things, but your heart is hurting. Because you never got the apology. You never got the I'm sorry. But perhaps the old wine skin is you need to forgive them. Ooh. Maybe you haven't said that yet. And forgiving them doesn't mean what they did or said was right. It doesn't validate them or give them a gold medal for hurting you. But what it does is it allows the new wine to flow in you. Get rid of the old wine skin. Maybe, you know, this week is hard because you lost family. There's people who are supposed to be sitting at that table. Come on. This last Two years, we've lost loved ones because of a, a pandemic, and people are still being affected by this virus that entered the earth, and there's pain, and there's hurt because somebody was supposed to be at the table this year, and they're not there. And God said, that old wineskin of pain and hurt, I want you to let that go so the new wine can flow through you. Or perhaps this season reminds you of the places where you laugh. You know, it's like, oh, I got to buy a dinner. I got to buy gifts. I got to... And there's this feeling of lack. You're even thinking, God, how am I going to make it happen? I'm a single mom. only got one income. And God says, that old wineskin of lack, of poverty, he says, let that go because I'm your provider. I'm your provider. So when you do that, You allow that new wine to flow through you and there's freedom. Maybe there's sickness in your body and you've been dealing with that thing and dealing with that thing and dealing with that thing. Shut off the old wine. That's your old self. That spirit of infirmity, that's your old wine skin. Take on the new wine skin. Where you flow in healing. The the river of that new wine is flowing in you. Healing, healing, healing in Jesus. That's who we are. We have to shed the old. Because everything new he's poured into us, every morning we receive new wine. And if we keep receiving it in the old, it'll spill out. It'll be wasted. And so, Father, I thank you. Thank you for letting us know that you're mindful of the things. We do every day, and you so want us to hold on to and embrace this new wine that you continually pour out for us every day. God, if there's any places in us that have become rigid, hard, brittle, break that off of us, God, set us free. We're just going through the motion in Jesus' name, set us free, so that we can allow this new wine in a new wine skin to flow. Thank you God for changing us. You transformed us. We no longer are water. We're wine.) <laughs> we why, wine. And we embrace the process of that. We embrace the process of And we will give you glory for all that you've done and all that you're doing at the altar. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And